Hey, it's Marisa, and you're listening to Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast is sponsored in part by Holy Grail Clothing Company, an American lifestyle brand presented by the Regal Brand Incorporated. Discover high-quality handcrafted essentials from their collections for men, women, and children. Podcast subscribers can take 15% off their entire purchase with discount code HEARDTHAT15. That's H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 when they shop the virtual retail store at HolyGrailClothingCompany.com. That's HolyGrailClothingCO.com. Holy Grail Clothing Company, wear your crown. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books, if we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romaine who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that, listeners. If you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5, at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of Romaine. Dot com today. What's up, Heard That Nation, listening to the United States and around the world? This is your girl, Marisa, here on Marisa Tigney Podcast. I am beyond excited to have our guest that is going to be with us today that's going to talk about all things pop culture movies. But before we dive into that, uh, this episode is sponsored by the Trevor Romaine Company, who has amazing literature for kids as well as parents to connect their families together for happy, happy and healthy families at trevorromaine.com. Without the E, that is trevorromaine.com. Those that uh, place an order will get a 15% off discount using the code word HEARDTHAT15. Also sponsored by the Holy Grail Clothing Company, where their hashtag is wear your crown. Comfortable, affordable uh, family clothing for kids, women, and men. Wear your crown proudly at holygrailcompany.com. That is holygrailco.com. Place an order with them. Today, you will also get 15% off of your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT15, H-E-A-R-D. T-H-A-T-1-5, 15% discount. Now, without further delay, this is such an honor to have this guest with me today on the podcast. This is Ryan Ellerman. Uh, he is a theater manager in Plano. He is all things movies and pop culture. And I, when I tell you that he is a plethora of knowledge when it comes to this, if I ever was on a trivia team and it was about Star Wars, we would definitely win because he would definitely bring the knowledge with him. And I've learned so much from him. I call him my work best friend, uh, my go-to guy for all things that are entertainment. Ryan, welcome to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. 
Hello. Oh my gosh. I am blushing so much from that introduction. Thank you so much, Marisa. I love you too. Oh, thank you. I, I'm just so happy to have you on because what I tell you th that the time that you and I worked together, it's been uh, shy of a year until, you know, the wonderful, unfortunate of the pandemic just put everything to a halt. But uh, I'm so excited to have you on because I know listeners are wondering and kind of all emotional. I mean, I've talked to different people and they have been either upset, frustrated, um, hurt, the questions why of all these movies and shows that have changed their schedule or been delayed or been pushed back. Like recently I saw that Batman has been pushed back uh, with Robert Pattinson. I know that he unfortunately dealt with COVID and then now yeah. it's pushed back two years, I believe now. Uh, and then now Dune, um, and I'm not a big fan of remakes, but I was looking forward to this after seeing the trailer. Uh, that's now pushed back. Uh, Wonder Woman now being pushed back to Christmas and hopefully that stands its date this year. Fingers yes. crossed, double fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. So yeah. before we dive into all that, uh, if you want to tell the listeners just a little bit uh, of yourself and how you got into uh, the movie industry yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, well, the movie industry. Uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> um, He's I not an actor, y'all. He's just, you know, his love of movies and such. <laughs> right. Well, I'm definitely someone that has kind of always been obsessed with movies, TV shows, celebrities, pop culture. I've kind of always been into all of that stuff since I was like a, like a baby practically. Mm -hmm. um, so for the longest time I was like, okay, maybe I want to be an actor. So I did a lot of theater in high school and stuff like that. Um, but then after school, uh, I was like, well, I'm going to need a job. And I just so happened to have a friend that worked at a movie theater. And I was like, can you help me get a job here? And she was like, yes. And I was like, oh, I'll just do this for a little bit. Um, and then I was like, oh, no, here I am still uh, eight years later and still doing it because I just <laughs> love it so much. And because, you know, mm -hmm. I love movies and it's, you know, it's a very easy way to see a lot of movies for um, a very cheap price. Mm -hmm. So... Um, but I've definitely always had a big passion for movies and have been into following movies. And I'm just like naturally um, the kind of person that loves to just remember information and trivia about things. Mm -hmm. um, and so all which of the things- so I'm good at. Good. Yeah, which you're I so try. good at, for sure. Yeah. Thank so I, like I, I've talked to you and like I said, you know, for the listeners that, you know, are listening right now that you are a big Star Wars fan. Um, yeah. And people have claimed, you know, I'm a big fan or, you know, I know this and I know that I have not met anyone that is as knowledgeable as you when it comes to Star Wars uh, past and present uh, of, you know, just all the movies. So what made you, you know, what two parter actually, what is why Star Wars? What made you, you know, fall in love with it and which one of all the Star Wars that came out? to the, you know, the, the 70s, to, you know, the recent, which one and why? Okay, um, great question. Um, I guess I've always kind of, um, I've been a fan of Star Wars, like, very seriously, since I was probably, like, six or seven years old, mm -hmm. um, which is, like, the age that I feel like a lot of people usually come to Star Wars, at least in my generation, that was um, born after Star Wars had come out. Mm -hmm. um, 
But I think what kind of drew me to it in the beginning is that I've always kind of loved big epic storytelling and I've always loved um, like fairy tales and fantasy and stuff like that. And to me, Star Wars is very much a space fantasy. So I think there's a lot in common between Star Wars and The Wizard of Oz a little bit. Mm -hmm. And The Wizard of Oz was kind of like my favorite movie as a small child. So Star Wars to me was kind of like the natural progression of like an out of this world fantastical story. Oh yeah. And I've been obsessed ever since. Um, And then for my favorite one, um, it changes all the time. I really do truly love them all equally. Uh, but I'm very much a big fan of The Last Jedi, which a lot of people are not. But for me, The Last Jedi. I've heard that too. Favorite. There's a, not a lot of people that did not care for that one. Yeah, there's there's a, a lot of people that are very passionate about it. And I am one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a lot of people that are um, passionate about it in a negative way mm-hmm. <laughs> and have like made their whole like personality that they hate the movie online. Yeah. Um, I am not one of those people. I think it's great. I have the poster of it right there behind me. Um, I don't know. I just really love it. I think that what's so great about that one is um, I love the new characters of this new sequel trilogy that just ended this last year with the rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. And I love the kind of dark, complicated second movie in a trilogy. So for me, the last Jedi kind of had like all those kind of great character moments with characters that I love. And it was very kind of dark and really kind of made you think about the themes in a way that the other Star Wars movie just never did for me. Yeah. I, I like the, the old school ones because I remember my mother taking me to the drive-ins when drive-ins were uh, still existent. I'm telling on my age, sorry, y'all. But I, <laughs> that is such a vivid memory for me because I saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind at a drive-in. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw the original Star Wars uh, and um, that was just, you know, on that big drive-in screen and you're like, you're, I'm five, six, seven years old. And, and that was just everything for me. Like I just became immediately obsessed uh, with, with the Star Wars and was wanting to, to you know, look at the, the next series that was coming in the next series. And plus I always wanted, you know, I felt in the inside, I was, you know, my inner Princess Leia. So, you know, I wanted my hair <laughs> to be in the two, you know, what the people call cinnamon buns. Yes. You know, wanted to wear it to school. Of course, my mom was not having none of that, nor the attire that she wore. She was not having none of that either. But I, yes. I just remember that as my vivid memory, you know, of, of going there and seeing, and seeing that. So I'm, 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 a, I'm a fan of the old school, the, the three that came out, The Empire Strikes Back and, and Star Wars and uh, The Return of the Jedi. Uh, mm-hmm. those, are my, those are my favorite classics. Um, so... With that being said, and we're sticking to the topic of movies, there has been so many delays and, you know, unfortunately of what's going on and everything. And rest assured, I know that they will come out, but, you know, we're seeing a timetable of a year, maybe two, maybe three. Um, You know, we just, you know, talked about in the intro, some of the ones that were on a, now our pushback on a delay um, what are some of the ones that are delayed that are going to be worth it for um, people like myself or, you know, those that love going to the movies that you feel is going to be okay? Yes, it's delayed a year or two, but I promise you that it's worth it because, so which ones do you think that are going to be definitely worth it? 
there are so many on this list that it's like I'm so excited for that movie and I wish that I could see it right now (laughs) but that I think will be worth the wait for sure Uh um so the first one that I would definitely say would be A Quiet Place Part 2 um there's a lot of Quiet Place fans that were very upset oh yeah this was delayed and when that got delayed the first time, that was like two weeks before everything shut down when it was supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. So it was so close to coming out. I think they had even already done the premiere even and reviews had come out maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. But yeah, it did. It was, it did. It was almost out. And then it was delayed to September. And then now it's delayed to April again. So it's basically been delayed a whole year now. But I definitely think that that's going to be worth the wait. I mean, that first one, like you said, it was so great has so many different fans mm-hmm. um we love emily blunt i think she is fantastic i would see anything that she is in and i think that she's going to give another great performance in this one too so i think that will definitely be worth very the great reviews that she got on the on the quiet place the first one i heard no, yeah. no negative anything it, she got a lot of praise for her performance in that movie Yeah. And she actually had a lot of Oscar buzz for that too, which is kind of rare for a movie like that um, to have Oscar buzz. I think she, yeah, she won best supporting actress at the SAG awards that year. Yeah, she did. um, Which was like a big surprise. Um, So I'm definitely. She was even surprised that she won. Yes, Mm -hmm. she was, but she deserved it. I was so happy with that. Um, We mentioned Dune earlier. I'm so excited for Dune. I can't tell you. I am too. Um, I love the director of this new Dune, Denis Villeneuve. He's done Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, Sicario. He's done a lot of really good movies. Mm -hmm. And um, from the trailer that we've already seen, it just looks so amazing and different and interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely think that will be worth the wait. That's now coming out October 1st of 2021. Yep. Um, but that's going to be great. And that has such a great ensemble of cast members from all over the place. Oh, the cast is, is, is going to be absolutely amazing. Um, and I was looking at that list and I'm like, that's what got me excited and interested in the first place. Like I said to you, I am not a big fan of when people remake a classic Mm -hmm. because nine times out of 10, and you and I have said this, they have a tendency to destroy it or they go off kilter or it just drags on too long. Or it's, or it's just, just too similar and it just doesn't feel fresh and new. That. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with that. The good thing about Dune, though, I guess that makes it a little different from other remakes, is that because it's based on a book, mm-hmm. um, it could be a very different adaptation. It could be maybe a more faithful adaptation. I've never right. read the book before, but there's a lot of potential there, I think, especially with that cast of people. Mm-hmm. Zendaya's in there, Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa. There's all sorts of great actors. I mean, in you there. sold me at Timothy Zendaya and Jason Momoa. Yes, right. <laughs> exactly. That alone. <laughs> yes. Um, another big delay, and this is one that is like, this has its fans, is the Fast and the Furious number nine mm-hmm. that was supposed to come out this last May and has now been delayed to may of 2021 mm-hmm. um, which hopefully that will stay on that release date too that was like we haven't had a fast and furious movie since i want to say 2017 or 2018 it's been a while it's been a while yeah 
Yeah, so people are ready for it. And, you know, the big thing with that trailer that's already out with the movie is the return of a fan favorite character, Han. Mm -hmm. Hashtag justice for Han. That's what the Fast and Furious fans love and want to see. And uh, now they're having to wait. You know, now it's going to be almost a full year to see that. But I definitely think that will be worth the wait, too. Those movies just keep getting bigger and crazier and crazier. And that's definitely a movie that you want to see on the big screen. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Some of these, and the thing that's, that gets me a little bit, Ryan, and I understand, you know, again, the, the, the situation that we have going on with the movies and everything, and some of the movies that, that fans have been looking forward to are now going to streaming services, um, you know, with Disney Plus, with Mulan, this girl ain't paying no doggone extra $30 to see no doggone Mulan. I will wait till December 4th to see Mulan. Creaky's not in there. There is no songs going on. There's no Mushu in there. I will wait until December 4th for that one. Um, and so some of these movies, like you said, especially the Fast and Furious, most definitely is, is better to see in a theater. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, just the, not only the big screen, but the sound, the quality of it mm-hmm. with all the, the driving and the, and the race cars and, you know, they're going back and forth and they're racing each other. You can't. And I don't care what kind of home system you have at home, which is like probably top notch or whatever the case is. It is so much better to see something that is that is that action packed in a theater. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. And these movies are made to be seen on the big screen. Yes. Like they film it in such a way that like the best way to see it is going to be on the biggest, loudest screen possible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of these movies, I think it's smart for them to stay in the theater and keep delaying it because it's just not going to be the same at home. Agreed. 100% agreed. Um, okay. What else do we've got? Okay. This is one that I was very upset about because I was so excited for this. Um, this is in the Heights, the Lin-Manuel Miranda musical. That's right. Yes. This was supposed I to come out about that one. In, yeah. It was supposed to come out in June and it just looked like it was going to be the biggest, most fun summer musical. And then it got delayed a full year to the next year in June of 2021. So that one is another one that, you know, that just wouldn't be the same on a streaming service, like a right. big fun musical, a big splashy musical. Um, James Bond, No Time to Die. That's been delayed a couple of times now. It was looking like it was going to keep that November release date, but now it's going to be in April of 2021. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Soul, they just announced yesterday, Pixar's yes, new streaming movie. service. It's going to Disney Plus, and they're not doing the $30 charge with that one. Which makes me think that um, maybe the $30 for uh, Mulan wasn't very successful, maybe. So, no, maybe. Yes. Yes. I'm not <laughs> paying. Listen, I know there's listeners out there that's going to be that is listening right now and they're agreeing with me about an extra $30. If you have Disney Plus subscription like I do, and I'm sure Ryan does, anything that gets on that is brought onto Disney Plus, we should be able to have access to it immediately. There, what is premier access? No, my, we are all VIPs. We all have premier access. Therefore, we should be able to see this and not wait and delay. So I, I agree with you. I think that's what it was in not having the $30 and good to know that Soul, you know, is going to be available and then we ain't going to have to like take out any more money out of our pockets to go see that. So yeah, and, that's um, good. I will say, I will confess as someone that did pay the $30 for the uh, premier access for Mulan, 
it wasn't worth it. So, yeah. There you go. Breaking news, everybody, right there. You heard it. You heard it there first. I, the, December 4th, it is. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're, you're good to wait until December 4th or even just maybe just don't even watch it, I would say. Even. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, good. <laughs> December 4th. So with that, and I'm sure that, you know, people that are listening, they're going to, you know, hear that, that hopefully they feel somewhat better about the delays and it's worth it. And that was such a great list that you had. Um, and, you know, not only movies being affected, but television being affected. How did you like um, how the Emmys went this year with it being virtual? And some of them did appear there in a uh, studio with Jimmy Kimmel. How did you like the whole layout? Because I, I honestly thought that they pulled it off brilliantly. I'm not going to lie. I agree. Um, I was kind of skeptical about how it was going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just kind of like, you know, is this gonna, what is this gonna be like? You know, they're giving them the awards to some of them in their houses. How does that work? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think what it ended up being was it just felt like a much more kind of a personal, intimate evening because for many of those people, we were actually seeing them in their real home with their real families. Yeah. And a lot of them, I thought, gave speeches that felt a lot more kind of heartfelt and real because they were surrounded by people that they know in a familiar environment. They're not on, you know, a big stage with makeup and all of the glitz and glamour and all of that stuff on them. It was just a much more kind of honest and real and emotional thing. So I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I think they should do it like that every year, even when- I think so great. too. That was really creative how they delivered the Emmys to the winners. Uh, I, yes. I thought that, you know, besides the fact, I did not like the fact, that, and the only thing I did, and I did write that on my blog on herthatwithmarisa.com. I did not like the uh, little skit or whatever they had with Jen Aniston and Jimmy Kimmel with the, you know, Yes, we're supposed to clean and sanitize, wash our hands. I get the point of that. But they took it a little step too far by setting the envelope on fire and the L.A. fires that, are, that were happening at the time. You know, I just felt that that, you know, was in poor taste, poor jest. Um, but other than that, uh, I, I thought the show went really well. Uh, um, you know, when they were remembering celebrities and different people that had passed away. I have not watched one yet that they have gotten correctly of, you know, remembering people and everything else. I was really surprised. Um, some of the few names that were not on there, Nick Cordero being one of them, which his yeah. voice was really, really uh, brought out to the forefront. Um, uh, I can't, I'm spacing out on her name right now, but uh, John Travolta's- uh, Kelly Preston. Kelly yeah, Preston. that too. I thought that was strange. Yeah, I thought that was strange as well that she was uh, left off the list. Uh, some people were saying Cameron Boyce uh, should have been on that list. I mean, just, yeah. you know, some people that they leave off and everything else, I've not seen one that has gone flawlessly correct yet. Uh, mm-hmm. But other than that, I, I just felt the show went very well. Who was uh, some of your favorites on there that you were very happy they re- uh, received an Emmy? There were so many, Marisa, let me tell you. Um, honestly, a lot of my favorite shows won. Uh, anything that was Watchmen, Regina King, I was happy with all of that. That's on ones. my list to watch. I have not seen that yet. Oh, it is so good. It's very intense. It's definitely a show that like, you kind of have to get yourself in the mood to watch um, because it's not like, you know, 
happiness and joy. Yeah. Uh, but it's so good. Regina King is great. The writing, the directing, all of it is just top-notch brilliant. I mean, fourth uh, Emmy so for her, well-deserved, hands down, yes. period. And she has a movie that she directed that's coming out this year that is already getting Oscar buzz called One Night in Miami. And it's, um, I'm hearing lots of great things about that. So she could have a year where she could maybe win an Emmy and an Oscar. Who knows? Maybe I mm. wouldn't put it past her. She could do it. So <clears throat> I'm definitely living for that. Um, I was so happy about Zendaya winning. That was such a big surprise. I loved her in Euphoria. So that was just great. It's very rare for someone that young. I think she was the youngest winner. The youngest, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very rare for someone that young to win. And she was only the second Black actress to win that award too. So, I mean, it's crazy that she's only the second and it's 2020, but I'm just so happy that she won period. So the yay. joy in that room when she won the award and the people that were around her, her family, um, you know, her team, that was everything. But can I tell you besides that one and uh, Uzo Aduba winning hers and, you know, calling her mom and telling her we, that she won like right there in the room, but Shit's Creek, which I just started watching the picture, the, 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 the little, the, just the image that just stands out in my mind is Dan Levy and the joy that he had on his face watching his father, Eugene Levy, win for Best Actor in a Comedy. When you just stood there, you, you just felt the, the pure joy and how he, you know, just standing there and just watching his, like, just a, it's just a proud, proud, happy moment. I mean, that show cleaned up and I was like, okay, I got to add this to the list. Yes. Of, of shows to see but just that that moment right there that would that just was that just stood out to me as a, just a joyful moment yeah I agree I also have not watched Schitt's Creek that is like what I call consider one of my biggest like blind spots in pop culture right now mm -hmm. um that I definitely need to correct especially since it's all on Netflix now mm-hmm but I was happy with those wins too, because a lot of my friends really like that show and they're always saying how great it is and how they want to watch it. So even though I like didn't know all of them in like the work, yep. I was like, I was just so happy because they were happy and it seemed like, yep, yeah, this is right. This is mm -hmm. correct. We're good. <laughs> That's so good. That is so good. So with so many things hitting Netflix and Hulu and uh, you know, Prime, Amazon Prime Video and streaming services, as well as regular networks. What are some of the shows that have caught your eye? Because heck, we all got all kinds of time. <laughs> but yes. what some of the shows that uh, you know caught your eye? And you're like, okay, I'm I'm hooked. Uh, you know, I'm binge watching this show. Or uh, some recommends that you have uh, for the listeners to uh, check out. Awesome. Yeah, I've been watching so many different things throughout the pandemic when we were in lockdown, even now that I'm back at work and everything. Mm -hmm. um, I pretty much spend, if I'm not at work, I'm at home. And when I'm at home, I'm watching something. Um, like, okay. So right now I am filling in another big kind of pop culture blind spot for myself. And I'm actually watching all of the Sopranos for the first time. Um, so that has been pretty enjoyable. Have you ever watched The Sopranos? I have. Yeah. What, what season are you on? 
I'm actually on the last season right now. I'm about halfway through it. So I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm like kind of trying to slow down. Cause like, I'm like, I don't want to be done yet. Yes. I'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but that has been a lot of fun. Um, another show that actually just came out today that I'm so excited about, and I've already been watching a little bit of it is the, um, the new season or continuation of The Haunting of Hill House that was on Netflix a couple of years ago. Okay. They have a new season that came out today called The Haunting of Bly Manor. And um, I love that kind of like scary, spooky TV show that also has like a lot of strong dramatic performances and thematic material. And mm-hmm. um, that show is very much that. Um, so that has been one that I'm like so excited about and have been watching quite a bit. Um, another show that I recently started watching and has been so great this year is The Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, are you a Real Housewives fan recently? I am not. That is oh. a blind spot for me. I gotta admit that I, I am not. I think I stopped watching it pretty much. The What was it? The Real Housewives of Atlanta? Was it the one with Nene Leakes involved in? Yes. <laughs> Woo! Too much. <laughs> they're, they're all very dramatic and over the top. Um, the Real Housewives is definitely um, my guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, one of like, I love Star Wars, but I also love, you know, my crazy trashy reality TV. Yeah. And um, the Real Housewives of Potomac, if you're a Real Housewives fan, um, this is like the best of the best right now. It's the best one that's on TV right now. And a lot of people aren't watching it. So if you are a Real Housewives fan and you're sleeping on Potomac, you need to wake up and watch Potomac. It's great. Um, what are some other things that I have been watching? Uh, this was a great movie that was on Netflix. Did you watch this one, Defy Blood, Spike Lee's movie that came yes. out this summer? I did. That was great. That was another Chadwick Boseman performance movie. Yes, and that, I watched it, and I was just like, oh my gosh, Spike Lee knocked it out of the park with this one. Mm-hmm. And then I went to revisit it again, um, because, you know, when you, for me, when you watch a movie that you're interested in, uh, and it captures you the first time, and I did that with Parasite, and I did that with several other films, and I'm going, okay, let me see it from a different you know a different point of view a different set because you you always miss something the first time because you get so caught up in the storyline or something's happening and you just you know you know you miss it I went to I went to re-watch that because of the fact that we lost Chadwick Boseman Mm -hmm. and I mean I don't know about you and how your reaction was when that news was announced I had someone text me uh my good friend uh Jason you know Jason Crane it texted me and said, oh my God, Chadwick Boseman. And I'm going, okay, did he win the award? What's happening? Never did I expect that. And um, that we lost an incredible talent, incredible, I feel in my mind, always a superhero, Mm -hmm. uh, a man of that talent. And I went and rewatched this movie. And Ryan, I tell you what, like the first time that I watched it and then watching again, just his scenes, I just saw it from a different light just saw the, the talent, the raw talent that he's always had beyond Black Panther, which I've seen like 10 times beyond, um, you know, the Jesse, when he didn't play the, um, oh my gosh, uh, Jackie Robinson, um, yeah. you know, th- that movie, uh, 24, you know, and, and then uh, the one that my husband uh, just got to see uh, about the, the, the bridges, 
I don't know why I'm drawing blanks with this because we just saw uh, it the other 21, night. 21 Bridges. 21 Bridges. Thank you. And, uh, you know, just the, the brilliance of his talents. And I know he's got one more movie coming out, uh, an adaptation of August Wilson's, um, yeah. one of his uh, books. And Paul Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to that. But I tell you that that movie um, and I teared up. I, I mean, buckets. And I'm like, why am I crying in a Spike Lee movie? It's like, because him, because yeah. his performance, because I'm like, we're not gonna see any uh, of this kind of caliber talent from him again. Mm -hmm. In, really in a, the, tragedy. Very much so, very much so. But he left a lot of good uh, behind, a lot of great movies, a lot of legacy that he left behind, um, you know, in the short 43 years that he was been on this planet. So. Mm -hmm. um, I also have started watching um, not particularly shows and those are the ones, you, you know, you listed off some really good ones, but I started uh, Netflix watching the little specials like on uh, the la latest one that I just got done watching was Dolly Parton, Here I Am, which was so good. I need to watch that. Yeah, add that to your list because that was phenomenal. Um, you know, I knew she was a songwriter. I knew, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a singer and, you know, actress and everything else, but how all of that came into play and how she found her inspiration of certain songs and how she stumbled across acting and her backstory on different things and the Grand Ole Opry and everything else. And I put a reminder in my calendar, note to self, I need to go visit Dollywood. <laughs> yes, I want to go too. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, that was just an incredible, um, uh, uh, you know, special about her. I watched the one on David Foster. Uh, that was really good. I heard that one was really good. Really good. Really, really good. I, it, it was like a masterclass for me because I did not realize how many artists of songs, you know, that he wrote or did, you know, you know, the piano or just was so involved in. And, yeah. um, you know, that, that was, that was incredible itself. And then I watched uh, the two-parter uh, on Frank Sinatra because I love, um, you know, classic movies and I, uh, you know, love throwback stuff back there, like that there. And that was really good. So did, have you watched any specials on Netflix or Hulu or Prime or anything else that stands out to you? I have. I watched, they came out with a documentary a couple weeks ago about the Challenger on um, the Challenger shuttle. I've seen that one. On, on Netflix. And yeah. um, I was not alive when that happened. So for me, it was actually very informative because I knew the story and I had seen like a few clips of when it had happened, but I didn't quite understand the full scope of it and mm -hmm. like what made it so important. Um, and so watching that was very emotional. Uh, but also very informative. So I really liked that one quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, that was kind of hard for me to watch because I was in class. I think it was in second, third grade. We had the TV wheeled in on the projector. All of us kids are excited about that. We're seeing, you know, a teacher for the first time. We had several um, teachers. I'll never forget. We, they, were, they were in the classroom watching it with us. We had combined classes together. And so we're watching, you know, the takeoff happen and everything else. And then the suddenly of it, the explosion and when I tell you that there was just like chaos, tears, questions. Uh, I remember a kid behind me that wouldn't, was being an uh, inspiring astronaut that the teachers allowed him to dress up in a whole, uh, his whole little astronaut outfit. And seeing that, oh. like just 
I, I remember myself, I was just in shock and I'm looking around the room and I'm seeing kids crying and this kid behind me losing his mind. And that, that right there, I think that is a great, uh, you know, series for people to see a great special for people to see so they can understand those that, you know, saw it live like myself, you know, those, you know, you, you know, you seeing that for the first time and you weren't there at that particular time, but it, I mean, when I tell you that news broke and, you know, the principal is coming in the classroom saying, if anybody wants to talk about it, you know, we are here, we got counselors on standby and everything else. And me, it was just like the initial shock with, you know, some of these kids, it was just uncontrollable sadness. And the teachers were, you know, beside themselves, like, okay, how do how we answer these kids questions on explaining this to them? And, it, it, I mean, I remember that day so vividly, Ryan, it, it was, I think specials like that, when we have those times in history, whether we were there or not, um, is very important for people to check out, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because that was the thing too, like, I didn't really understand, like, what was it that, because there had been other things that, that like that that have happened before, where like, yeah. a shuttle exploded and an astronaut was killed. But what really made it such a big thing was that it was going to be the teacher. And it was like, she wasn't just a regular astronaut. She was, she had won that competition to be the first teacher mm -hmm. sent into space and she was going to teach the lessons. And it's just so awful. It was so and they sad. had a parade and everything and just the yeah. excitement building up to it. Yeah, very much oh. so. I want to ask you before we end, and I, I asked this to all the, the guests that are on anytime what is the one thing that you want to accomplish? And I know people have said 2020 has been just a horrible year. And, you know, I've heard different kinds of, you know, opinions and takes and everything and people wanting to go right into 2021. But what is the one thing that you want to uh, do in 2020 that will end this year for you personally on a good note? Um, wow, that's a very good question. I don't know. The first thing that came to my mind was vote. Um, that's definitely um, on my mind all the time. Can't wait to go do that and finish this year off, hopefully on a high note. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Something that I want to accomplish before the year ends. Um, I've definitely, I would say that the pandemic has definitely like um, set me off almost like on a little bit of a spiritual journey of like, really understanding myself in a way that I haven't really understood in a long time. Hmm. Um, so I guess I would just hope that for the rest of the year that like I'll kind of continue to reconnect with myself and learn more about myself and create new goals for myself, most importantly. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I wanna, I started a YouTube channel as you know, earlier this year. Which is fantastic. No, thank you. Um, so I need to get back into that. So that's kind of one of the things that I'm working on right now is what's the next video going to be? And um, when is that going to happen? I don't know yet, because I don't have any ideas that I'm really passionate about. But right. I'm definitely cycling through and trying to get that back up on its legs. That is so good. Yeah, your YouTube channel, I really hope you do put some more content on it. And I hope the listeners We'll pull up your name. And if you don't know how to spell his name, it's R-Y-A-N. Last name is Ellerman, E-L-L-E-R-M-A-N-N. -L -L -E Again, he is pop culture, all kinds of things. You heard it here on, on the podcast today. And Ryan, I am so 
So happy that you had joined today and shared your thoughts on different shows and different movies. And, you know, telling the listeners that some of these movies that are coming out is definitely going to be worth the wait. So it revives my hope. Hopefully it, it, it revives uh, everybody else's hope that, you know, movies are coming. They We're are. just going to have to, you know, push through this pandemic and, uh, you know, have to wait a little bit longer for them to come out. So thank you so much uh, for thank joining you. the podcast today. This was absolutely awesome and, and so cool to talk to you today. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Marisa. This was so much fun. Yay! All right. Well, amazing listeners of Heard That Nation, uh, thank you for joining us today. Please take care and stay safe. Follow Heard That with Marisa Tigney on social media on Facebook, Heard That Marisa 5 on Instagram and at lovely Marisa T on Twitter. Thank you for your continued support.